Good evening, everyone, and a warm welcome to the prayer experience on this lovely Sunday evening. I trust that you've had a good day today, that you've had a blessed time in the house of the Lord. And once again, thank you for joining us from all parts of the world. We appreciate you. Uh, please share this video with others as a reminder to say it is time to pray also so that they, they know that, you know, we run this prayer uh, experience every day. We want to see more people coming in with us and praying along. We want to see to have a greater impact. So by sharing the video, our um, our impact and our influence grow on social media so please do share and also subscribe to daily talks media channel that's our youtube channel uh we've we continue to see the numbers growing but uh, please subscribe if you've not already done so connect with us why not uh, give us a praise report a prayer request or even anything in the comments there also there's a team behind the scenes who can agree in prayer with you if god has done something in your life why not share a testimony and together we can thank god with you we also want to remind you of our prayer experience hotline number which is available for you if you need prayer call that number on the screen and there will be someone to agree in prayer with you or if someone needs prayer you can share that number with them and say i know this prayer experience that runs online why don't you give a, give them a call and they will pray with you will be more than happy to do that with people who need prayer any form of prayer we are there to pray with them why don't we go into thanksgiving before we start praying tonight and i'm just going to read a scripture from genesis 35 verse 3 and it says then come let us go to bethel where i will build an altar to god who answered me in the it, who answered me in the day of my distress and who has been with me wherever I have gone. You know, this is a story of Jacob. And Jacob is saying to his people and his family, let's go to Bethel upon an instruction by God. But what I like about Bethel, where he's going to Bethel, Bethel means the house of God. It is a place of solitude, a place of intimacy with God, where he was to build an altar. I just want to invite us tonight as we give thanks to our God that we will offer sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving to him, that we would worship him and thank him for his goodness, that we would consecrate ourselves and set ourselves apart. May we be a people who live a life of fellowship with God, a people who build an altar, who take time to seek and, and, and be in a place of fellowship with God. So right now I invite you wherever you are, 
whether you're in your home, whether in your, in your church, in your car, let us give thanks for his goodness, you know, for his love, for his faithfulness. Look at Jacob. He remembers that God answers him whenever he calls in distress, that God has been with him and he answers whenever he calls. So I want us to thank our God for being faithful. Let us thank him for his love for us, that he listens to us when we call upon his name and that we are approved and accepted before him. Father, we thank you this evening. We want to glorify your name. We bless your holy name. You are faithful in all that you do. You are wonderful in all your ways. You know, before we go on and intercede, Lord, we just want to say thank you for your goodness and your mercy, for your acceptance and your approval of us. We want to thank you for your mercies that are new every day. We want to thank you for you've been faithful to us. You've been faithful to our forefathers. You are faithful today. We know you as the God of Jacob, the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, and you are our God. We thank you for you are faithful from generation to generation. Father, we bless your name. We thank you for when we pray. We know that you answer, but when we call upon your name, you know, you hear and you answer. Wherever we go, you are with us. We know we are not alone. We are not forgotten. We are not forsaken. So, Father, we choose to say thank you. We come with an attitude of gratitude tonight, and we say we thank you for you are always with us wherever you go. You prove yourself faithful again and again. We thank you that the veil has been torn in two, that there is no separation, that we can come before you through the blood of Jesus. We can come before you into that place of worship and fellowship. We can bow down into that place, into the holy of holies through the blood of Jesus. We are accepted. We are approved. Oh, Father, we thank you that there is no separation anymore. That sin does not separate me from the love of God, does not separate me from the plans and purposes of God, that I'm no longer a slave to fear, that I'm no longer a slave or bound by sin. I thank you for the freedom that I have in Christ, for the access that I have through Jesus. I thank you for you have made a way for me, oh God. Lord, we thank you. We worship you. We bow down before you and say, holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Oh, what shall we render to you? What can we give to you for your goodness and your mercy? Lord, we thank you for you remain faithful. You are faithful today. You will be faithful tomorrow. That is who you are, our way maker. Lord, we give you thanks and adoration. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have given thanks. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you hear and you answer. You act on our behalf and you provide for us. We thank you. 
We appreciate you. I want us to move on right now and look at the inspired word. And I'm going to be looking at a man, man in the Bible, uh, in the Old Testament, Naaman, and how God transforms his life. I'm going to be reading from 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 11 to 12. And it says, but Naaman went away angry and he said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God. Wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Aban and Papha, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them? and be cleansed so he turned and went off in rage you know this man Naaman's pride comes out he had an issue of pride we can see that through his actions you know when he was not welcomed by Elisha so we know that Naaman had leprosy most of us Christians would know this story so he was told that there was a man of God who could heal him so he goes to Elisha but when he gets there he does not receive the welcome that he expected and so this is where we've read he had his own expectations of how God would heal him he was used maybe he was used to being he was an important man but he had leprosy and when Elisha does not give him this important welcome he's used to or he expected he you know of how his healing would come about you know so he was disappointed you know he, he goes off in anger and you know Know, what he says in a way makes sense. He says, could I have not washed in the rivers of Damascus? He was told to go and wash seven times as we all know the story. But he said, you know, could I not have just done that where I was in Damascus? Did I have to travel all the way only to be told this? But you know what I like about this part of his life and his story is that this time, this man Naaman, encounters God and his mysterious ways of working. You know, I, I, when I was preparing this inspired word, I found that the Holy Spirit is teaching me or wants us to know as the people of God about this issue of pride that affects all of us. And you know, yesterday when I went to a conference, they were also talking about, guess what, this pride. And the person who was speaking read from James chapter four, you know, and it says God gives a, a grace to the humble. So it is a subject, it is, it is something that we need to be aware of. And I believe that the Lord wants us to, to grow our knowledge in this issue of pride. And guess what? I went to church this morning and that was the same subject as well that the speaker was talking about. So let's go back to Naaman, you know, his transformation when he decided to obey the instructions that he was given by Elisha. Then we see that he experiences this miracle of healing, you know, but when he was told before he wasn't happy and this could have hindered his miracle of healing. We see that God 
was dealing with leprosy, not only healing that he needed over this skin disease, but there were issues within his soul. And when God, the way that God does, God is mysterious. We can never know what God is going to do. We can, his ways are not our ways. It says that in the Bible. But we know that when he listened, to the advice that he was given by the people he was with. We know that he received his healing and not only healing, he received salvation. He went away believing in the God of Israel. He found faith in God, you know, and he wanted to give Elisha some money, some gifts or material things, but Elisha refused he, because he wanted to show him that it was not a man who healed him. He wanted him to take away that experience that the God of Israel heals. If we humble ourselves before him, he doesn't th do things the way we think that he will do them but if we obey and listen to his instruction and guidance and counsel then we receive that miracle so we see that this man Naaman his life is transformed you know this year early this year the Lord said to me it was going to be a year of transformation for me. And the Bible says that we are transformed by renewing our minds. You know, no matter how long you've been walking with God, you may be a very, very mature Christian, but we do continue in this process of developing our belief and our trust in God and changing our mindsets and changing the way we believed about certain things. You know, I did say this before, God's way is not our way. So sometimes because of culture, the way we are raised, we, we, we don't fully understand or maybe we're not influenced by what the word of God says, but we are still living, you know, in, in that which is familiar, in that which we know. So I can see that in my own life right now, my level of thinking has changed through the things I've experience. I now, oh, you know, what I've learned this year is that I need to think about my motives in all that I seek and in all that I do or seek to do. I have learned to ask questions. Am I serving God or am I serving self? Are my convictions and my beliefs showing in the way that I live my life? Am I a Christian in a certain place or am I a Christian everywhere that I go? So I know that if I continue, as we continue to ask ourselves these questions and I authentically answer these questions, then I grow as a person and in Christ. So I want us to take a moment right now and reflect upon this word and reflect upon this issue of pride in our lives. It manifests in our actions. You know, when we least expect it, we see pride can arise in our lives. You you know, so I want us to pray and say, God, help. In fact, let's start with forgiveness and say, Lord, forgive me where I've been prideful in the actions and in the decisions that I have made. 
when I think I know it all, when I don't. Forgive me, Lord. And I want you to say, forgive me. Don't say, forgive us, or let's say, forgive me. Let's make it personal and say, Lord, help me to humble myself and yield to your correction and your rebuke. Lord, I want my mind, I want to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Thank you, Lord, for your mercies, for your grace, for your love that you give to those who humble themselves. And help me, Lord, to surround myself with wise people, whether it's among work colleagues, whether it's among employers, among partners, friends, or all those who I do life with. Help me to surround myself with wise people like we see in Naaman's life. Help me to obey when you ask me to do something that doesn't make sense as we see like in Naaman, but we see that he is transformed when he humbles himself. His life is changed. I want to encourage you to even go and read that story and you will see some of the things that I've been talking about because we can't put the whole Bible, the whole scriptures on the screen. But I want to encourage you to just go on and read that story of Naaman the leper. I want us to move on and pray for the church. I want us to pray that the church will walk in the spirit. And again, I think most of my subject tonight will be about change and transformation. So I'm going to read from Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 25. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I just want us to pray for the church, you know, that we walk in the Spirit. I pray for your church, pray for, for any church that the Lord puts on your heart, that we, the church is not the building, we are the church, that we walk in the fruit of the Spirit. So Father, I pray right now for the body of Christ to walk in the Spirit and in the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, I pray that the church will walk in kindness, in goodness, in faithfulness, in forbearance, in gentleness, and self-control. Let there be a change upon the body of, of Christ as we tap into the fruit of the Spirit. I pray, God, that you will help the church to cooperate with your ways of doing things, to cooperate with the Spirit, to walk in step with the Spirit. I pray, God, that you will give more grace to the church. Yes, I thank you that the body of Christ has crucified its flesh and desires. I thank you, Lord, that since we live by the Spirit, help us to live by the Spirit and keep in step with the Spirit. I pray, God, for more grace, 
for love to be the foundation of all that we do within the church. Oh, Father, I pray that we will have tolerance for one another, that we'll have tolerance for love, that we'll have patience. I pray, God, that you will once again forgive the church for where we've acted, like we are the ones building the church when it's your church. Forgive us, Lord, for wanting to do things our way and not your way. I just want to pray for freedom from religion, for freedom from bondage of mindsets, or, or, of, of culture and religions. Deliver us, God. Deliver the church from wrong doctrine and give your people the right balance based on solid biblical convictions and truth. I pray, God, that you will help the church to be doers of the word. Set the church free from deception and unbelief, we pray, God, in the name of Jesus. We pray and say, God, build your church, oh God. Build up your people spiritually so that we are strong in the spirit, oh God. Father, we thank you. We want to grow in you. We want to know you more. We want to do uh, and be in step with you in everything that we do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen and amen. I want us to move on and pray for the nations. My time is going so fast. I want us to pray for the continent of Africa for divine intervention. Uh, and I'm going to be reading from 2 Chronicles 14 and verse 11. And it says, then Asa called to the Lord his God and said, Lord, there is no one like you to help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, Lord, our God, for we rely on you and in your name. We have come against this vast army, Lord. You are our God. Do not let mere mortals prevail against you. You know, I like it. I like if you give me the first part of that verse again. I like it when he says there is no one like you to help the powerless against the mighty. And this is a situation that is mostly common in the African continent. In Zimbabwe, where I come from, it's been a week of elections and people turned out to cast their votes and there were no ballot papers. People were waiting in long queues and they were desperate to vote for change, but there was no, they were hindered. Even if they wanted to vote, there were no ballot papers. And these things are done so that the, the elections, uh, you know, go, they, it's, it's a way of them to rig the elections. And these are innocent people desperate to see change. And my sister was telling me that in churches this morning at their church, people are discouraged because this has been going on year after year, election after election. There's no democracy. It doesn't work. People have no rights. People vote for the opposition, but the, the main party continues to win, you know, when they clearly are not being voted for. 
So I just want us to pray along the lines of this scripture that there is no one else God to help the continent of Africa. And this is not only Zimbabwe, this is happening everywhere in most of the African nations I know. There is no human rights. There is no fair elections. They have no right to choose their leaders of their choice. So I want you to help me tonight, intercessors, that the Lord will intervene in these situations and that there will be peace even after these elections in Zimbabwe because we know afterwards they try and intimidate those people they know have not voted for them. So let's pray for the right leaders for free and fair elections. Oh, we need God to intervene on behalf of the helpless, on behalf of these people. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bring the nation of Zimbabwe and all the other African nations before you, Lord. We are asking for divine intervention when it comes to the leaders of Africa. You know, like you did for this king, for this king of Judah, King you know, Lord, you intervened and you gave them victory over this vast army, victory over the mighty. We know that you are mightier than any African government. You know that you are greater than any African army or any African government. Lord, we come against intimidation against the helpless and the poor. We pray, God, that those who are desperate to see change in Africa, Lord, those who've suffered for so many years, that, Lord, you intervene and bring this suffering to an end. Lord, we are asking that there will be change in corrupt leaders in the name of Jesus. We are asking that you will raise up men and women, righteous people to come into this place of leadership, to come into this place of, or to lead the people of God in the African nation. We are asking God for divine intervention. We are asking that, Lord, you will encourage those who are discouraged. You will give them hope, Lord, those who are beginning to lose hope, those who trust in you. We know that no one, Lord, can, can come to the rescue of these African nations, but you are greater than any man. You are greater than any 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 form of government. Lord, we just pray that you intervene in these situations, oh God, and give people the, the choice to free to vote freely, Lord. We are asking that you intervene and help, that there will be fairness, that there will be justice. In the name of Jesus, we pray all over Africa, from the north, from the west, from the east, from the south, leaders who care about the people. Let peace prevail in these nations and let hope arise. And God, we are asking that you would intervene for only you can bring the change that the people desire. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And I do feel that we just need to continue to pray, and we do. But in our own time of prayer over the, the African uh, situation, I've brought to us tonight. And I know you will do. Thank you. Before we go, let's pray for healing. I want us to pray for healing. And I'm going to read from Luke chapter 7, verse 14 to 15. And it says, 
Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearer stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. And this is Jesus. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. I just want us to pray once more for children. I know Pastor Deli brought children the other day during the week. He was asking for us to pray for children who are unwell. And this, the, this just came on my mind as I was preparing for us to pray today. You know that there is a mother out there who's crying to the Lord. And I do believe that the Lord wants to give back a son to his mother, you know, as, uh, by restoring them to health, by, by healing them, you know, uh, over the situation, whether it's cancer, whatever the situation it is, that they've been given a death, a death sentence by the doctor. But I do believe that today, as you hear this prayer, that the Lord is saying, your son, here is your son. Father, I thank you for children right now who may be uh, uh, suffering from cancer and they've been, they, the parents have been told that they, 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 it's only a matter of time. I pray right now, God, that they will be restored to health. That, Lord, they will, they will rise up from that deathbed in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will heal them, you will touch them, Lord, in that hospital room, wherever they are, and bring change to this situation and bring hope to this situation and that they will get up, they will rise up and we say we give you back to your mother in the name of Jesus, just like our Lord did. Father, we thank you right now for restoring young men, young women, who, who are unwell right now for restoring them to health and, and presenting them before their families healed and made well. We thank you for miracles today. You are a miracle-waking God. Waymaker, we leave it in your hands. We speak life over them. We speak healing in the name of Jesus. We say let that healing flow, flow right now in, in Jesus' mighty name. I think of that little boy, uh, I can't remember his name, who's suffering from leukemia. Lord, that you will hand him over to his parents, made well and whole and healed in the name of Jesus, that he will live and not die in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And for anyone under the sound of my voice right now, who may be unwell, I pray that they will enjoy good health and that all will go with the, well with them and they will prosper as their soul prosper. I thank you, Father, right now that as we close this time of prayer, that you heard our prayer and I speak over families right now that all will go well with them and that even as their soul prosper, they will enjoy good 
good health. They will enjoy prosperity. They will enjoy peace in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for healing emotional wounds among us tonight. Lord, I thank you for all that you are doing in our lives. You are a faithful God. And thank you for healing sons and daughters, young people today, and restoring them to health. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you so much, everyone, for praying along with me. Time really goes so fast, but I thank you for joining me today. Before we go, please, just to remind you, subscribe to our free audio podcast. And otherwise, we will be back tomorrow, Monday at 1 p.m. And it is a bank holiday in the United Kingdom. So I trust that you enjoy your bank holiday. Enjoy the rest of your evening and God bless you. Just cry, oh.